Christchurch, New Malden, 18th of August 2019, 9.30 service. James Kurt speaking on Why I Am a Christian. Hello and good morning. Many of you may be aware that this is my first time talking at a 9.30 and 11 o'clock service. I have led at Scrambers for a number of years and occasionally helped out with the children over the summer holidays. I was born in a hospital in Croydon. My twin sister Rebecca came first and then 15 minutes later I was born. At the time, it had appeared I had something called talipes, which is known as clubbed feet. You can see it more clearly in this picture of me with my great-granddad. I grew up for three years in Croydon. There are a few pictures of me and Rebecca during this time. There are a number of twins in our wider family and we were just the latest. I can't remember much about this time, but my dad tells me that even at three we would play cricket together in the upstairs flat in which we lived, much to the annoyance of our neighbour downstairs who didn't like the racket, of course. We then moved to Oxford because my dad was doing his theology training there. I remember things like the cycle path close to our house, riding our bikes there, and how it would, often it would flood as well. There are Rebecca and myself wading in it. I also remember how we used to have a playroom downstairs in our house. I loved dinosaurs, and this picture shows me with one that I had made. I have fond memories of our time in Oxford, which is where Rebecca and I started school. One day I decided at school that I would throw the toy dinosaurs onto the roof and encourage my friends to do so as well. The next day I was off ill, uh, school ill and Rebecca, my sister, told all the children that I had been expelled. <laughs> Apparently they all burst into tears. I had some really close friends whilst we were in Oxford. My friend Peter sent me a card when I was in hospital with an eye infection. I also had a friend called Morgan who when I moved I tried to meet with a second time, but bad traffic prevented us meeting. As a kid, like many others, I spoke what I thought. I remember saying to someone with a cigarette, rather in, in a silly way, not a silly way, I was, I was worried about uh, them at a young age, I said, don't do that, you'll die. And I, my parents told, quickly told me to be quiet. Obviously, I would never say that, because, you know, that, yeah. Uh, they were rather embarrassed, fair enough, you know, but I think my parents sort of, you know, made sure I, sort of knew about the world and yeah. Uh, having said goodbye to my friends, we moved to New Malden as this is where my dad became curate at this very church. My younger sister Abigail was born just before we left Oxford. She was only five weeks old when we arrived in New Malden. I always really enjoyed playing with Abby as, we grew, as she grew up. Uh, and are there a few pictures up there? Yeah. Um, also, it didn't take me long to realise that at the end of the road was a cricket club, Malden Wanderers, which I still play for. I took two for 20 yesterday. I'm quite happy with that, you know. It's, yeah, no, uh, it's my best figures of the season, I think, so I just had to say it. Um, to my excitement, our back garden was long as well, uh, which made it a great cricket facility. Um, my dad had taught me to bowl at the age of three, and you can see how hard he worked on my perfect side on action. Um, there are few, some pictures of Rebecca and me during these years. I made some new friends, some of whom I still meet up with now. I also started at Christchurch Primary School. However, it did occur to me that as a clergy child, I was rather in the limelight, especially when my dad uh, came into Christchurch and took assemblies. I had good friends, uh, did well in my subjects, and play times were, fu were fun as well. Primary school was lots of fun. 
I love sports, particularly sports day, and despite my talipes, I always finish first in every running race. I thank God for that, and the physios and my mum for putting all the effort into taking me to appointments. When I look back, I was very blessed, but soon things were about to get a little bit harder. In year five, I had to start going to secondary school open evenings. It was either, that, uh, either going, to Coon, going to be Coon Boys, Richard Chandler, or a grammar school. I set about practicing for the 11 plus, but decided against doing the exam in the end. So I ended up in Chandler. Only two other people joined me from my school, and as someone who finds change quite difficult, I was rather frightened. Making friends is a real battle. Something had changed. I was bewildered as the experience of secondary school loomed over me like a massive giant, as though it was somehow adulthood. It really wasn't, and I shouldn't have thought that it was. During my time at Chaloner, uh, I found out there were things called bad comments. Uh, if you got two, you got a detention. Half the time, my motivation was not to get a bad comment, and a positive approach to school life was not cultivated as much as it should have been, I feel. It did feel at times as though the well-behaved ones suffered from an immense fear, and those that behaved badly, most probably struggling in certain ways, had their names in the bad books. Uh, I'm not going to be dishonest and say that I had a particularly nice time at Chandler. Between secondary school and primary school, it was obvious which I preferred. However, success in my subjects uh, continued. Although I didn't make many friends, I did make some for life. I also got involved in many productions. There is me and Robin Hood, which my dad absolutely loved. And I had some great teachers who were committed to getting the very best out of you. I remember my first form tutor who gave me the Good Egg Award, which I was chuffed to receive. Drama clubs, cricket clubs, orchestra, badminton clubs. My best times were when I was getting stuck into things and I didn't have too much time to think. I also played the piano and I would have, I would have music lessons on a Tuesday evening with my teacher, Mrs. Pistol, having previously been taught by my granny. I ended up on grade six and as many of you will have seen at church, I keep my piano playing going. I would have to say my brightest memories from year 7 to 11 were here at church. Youth club, urban nights, going deeper, and all the groups put on by the church. I have a lot to be thankful for. Urban nights in particular meant I could see some of my primary school friends, who it would have been harder to stay in touch with otherwise. I remember the first time I met Nathan, who was going to be the youth worker at Christchurch. This man with a beard was suddenly in my garden playing football with me. How bizarre, I thought. As well as becoming a good friend of mine, he so many times was the antidote to difficult times and always willing to listen when I had things I needed to share. But not only that, but I had come to realise how important our Bible sessions were. One of the things I believe is that we're all a child underneath it all somewhere. Uh, I feel that's also how God views his people and he longs for us to approach him in a childlike manner. Not in a silly way, but in a way which accepts our weaknesses and vulnerabilities and turns to God as provider. All of his teaching, all of the teaching, whether I would go home and reflect deeper, was permeating into my understanding of Jesus. Jesus' words in the Bible have immense and powerful nurturing truth. They challenge you where you need to be challenged, and they comfort you where you're feeling uncomfortable. I believe that is what churches should be doing, and it's been done really well here. My family are brilliant. They're unique in the sense that, they're not, that not one of my extended family on either side is a non-Christian. They're almost like a contingent for my faith, a backbone that helps keep me rooted in God's love. One of my favorite passages from the Bible is the wise and foolish builders. However, I, started, I used to be afraid of this passage. I was scared because when things started to go wrong in my life and got all confused, 
I sometimes thought that maybe I'd got something seriously wrong in my faith. Maybe I'd misunderstood the whole point. But Jesus gave us his teaching for a reason. Whoever we are, deep down we all need his teaching. Um, one of the reasons he gave his teaching is because this world can be a scary place. When I had my breakdown in 2015, uh, due to negative thinking, one of the negative thoughts I had was, I built my house on sand. Um, everything was falling apart. It felt as though I was losing everything. But much later I looked back and thought, the storm in the story rather significantly happens to both builders. Uh, storms will hit us in life, storms that will leave us desperate. Well, that year I had lost sight of the more important things. Don't get me wrong, that is never a sign of our failings. As a child of God, when bad things happen, it's so often because bad things can happen. Actually, what I've realised is my house did not fall because Jesus was my rock. Despite everything seeming to collapse, Jesus held me all the time. I fear to think of what might have happened had I not known Jesus. Lots of people in this church uh, would pray for me, and I was really great, I'm really grateful for all the prayer that I received during that difficult time. Um, and a lot of people helped me when I, I was unwell. Uh, Nathan, Anna, Sarah Parker, Michael Parker, Paul Longstone, Pete Everett, my cousins, uncles, grandparents, my friends, and many others protected me in the most testing period of my life. One of the sad things was I developed a story in my head. While I had initially been a victim at Chandler in many ways, that ended up controlling my thoughts, and I lost sight of who I was, everything before me, and the importance of my family and friends. When I was away with my uncle John, he kept reminding me, you're safe with your family and friends, but things had got out of control. I would keep locking myself in the toilet and praying. When the anxiety took over, despite having a strong conviction that meeting up with friends is a good idea, well, not a good idea, I did, and we ended up drinking alcohol. The next morning was horrendous, and was for many more days. But when it mattered, Nathan came round and gave me his PS3 so I could play FIFA. A wonderful, soothing distraction. And I received support from loads of friends and family who I will always be thankful for. My mum had to take compassionate leave for two weeks. It was a miracle that I could stay at home rather than being isolated in a hospital, say. During my breakdown, I was given someone from the CAMS outreach team who helped me immensely. She was a perfect answer to prayer. I learned many ways of dealing with fear and anxiety through her help and sensitive guidance. She even liked cricket. Also, Mr. Dagger from Richard Chandler went completely out of his way to help me through my breakdown. And even in recovery, he would miss lessons to be at my appointments. I really am so grateful to him, and I really wish I'd thanked him more. I got back into school next year, and rather miraculously came through that year with grades of BBC at AS, something that I was proud of that year. Um, considering where I was, um, it's very difficult to actually come through it, but with the help of Jesus, I did. Um, I was back at football games, seeing friends and learning. Also, that year was a great year for my football team. They uh, got promoted to League One. Things were still a battle. The next year, my friends went to uni. Now I work at Christchurch School as a lunchtime supervisor at their after-school club, and at their after-school club. Working with children is something that I have decided I want to do. I can use my passion for sport, and I can hopefully use hopefully some of the tougher experiences that I've had to help children. If you do go through a hard time, 
Knowing what this feels like can sometimes help you to empathise with others. Uh, that other passage we, we read shows us just how much Jesus cares about each and every one of us and how he wants us to respond to those in need. Now, that passage has been used, um, Jesus used it to talk about when someone's poor and as Christians, our duty to help them. Now, obviously, I'm a wealthy man, but at that time, I was very, very, uh, very unwell. And um, it was a, it's quite a, the reading's quite a challenging one. But really, as I looked at the wise and foolish builders uh, negatively initially, then I looked at it positively. I feel this can be a really positive uh, reading because what it shows is that, you know, as a church, when we do re reach out to the to those in need, uh, that that is what Jesus wants us to do, and uh, I will always be grateful to the people who helped me because that was really really tough time for me, but they they got me through it. Um, and essentially, I feel like that experience, God can use that hopefully to help me to understand what other people are going through. So when someone's going through a hard time, you know, you can look further than what it might appear to be like. So um, when I'm in school, hopefully I can help, help kids if they're, if they're struggling. Um, but essentially, I feel it's given me a, um, a greater insight to how things can be tough, and that helps with empathy. Um, so that's one of the way I think, ways I think God's trying to mould me. Um, so Jesus has paid the price of sin for everyone and I think the gospel message is that we need to share this love with, with as many people as possible especially those in need um, so that, that's essentially why I'm a Christian um, I believe that Jesus loves everyone and he would like everyone to turn to him um, but that he uses all of us to help people so things in many way are back, ways are back on track. I start an access to teacher training course at Kingston College in September from where I hope to become a primary school teacher. I continue to act and play cricket. Uh, there I am in Who Killed the Vicar, playing the curate. Uh, definitely not a vision for my future. Um, and another of me after an accomplished innings at Charterhouse School. Um, I really enjoyed that. I played alongside my dad. Um, also obviously still playing for Morden Wanderers. Uh, there I am in Who Killed the... Oh, sorry, I've said that. Uh, also, I also write, uh, read my regular column about Morden Wanderers in the Village Voice. I'd love it if you read that. Um, it's, it goes out through every door and um, it'd be nice if you read that. You don't have to. <laughs> um, but most importantly, uh, I also continue to put my faith in Jesus and hold on to his promises. And that is why I'm a Christian. Thank